following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on tonight's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. We continue rankings with first baseman. We also cover the latest Major League Baseball news, including the Corbin Burns trade. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Play ball! Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by Righteous Felon Jerky, Seat Geek, and Belly Up Fantasy Sports. I'm your host, Vince Stover, ready for another amazing night of fantasy baseball talk. And I'm joined tonight, as I am pretty much every single Sunday, by the senior fantasy writer from BellyUpFantasySports.com. He is the one and only Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing, man? We're doing great here, and uh, we've had some rain come through a couple of days. But uh, beside of that, it's been really nice. And so we are doing great. And uh, just for general information, didn't watch a single second of any of the Pro Bowl activities. Oh, so. I have no clue, whatever, what's going on with that, but, yeah. uh, but gladly don't know anything about any of that, but, uh, so we're doing well, great here. Let's, let's transition that into some baseball here in a second. Um, uh, first That's of all, right. I had it on today. I did turn it on the TV while I was doing other things. Uh, did not really watch it. Actually, one of my sons is like, it's on, but then he never came up and watched it. So, um, so there's that, but it is definitely one of the worst all-star events uh, in all of sports, whereas Major League Baseball has one of the best all-star events, I think. In all no sports. question. No question. Yeah, I mean, between the home run derby, which is still fun, then the game itself is by far the best the best of all the all-star games as well. But um, nonetheless, uh, yeah, baseball's here. I mean, I, you know, I said it several weeks ago uh, when my team got eliminated from the playoffs. Yep, it's, it's all on to baseball. Uh, and NASCAR for me as well, but uh, I'm transitioning uh, into some other things in baseball. I mean, it's right around the corner. Every day is closer is. to uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. You I've know, been seeing days, the drops days, of the uh, how many days? days? Ten. Wow. Um, I've been watching the drops of all the uh, spring training ball caps that are getting released now and now available to purchase. A couple nice ones, um, but I'll tell you what, the Minnesota Twins one is. I don't get it. Um, I'm missing something. I'm not sure what I'm missing on it, but it's ugly, and I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what the deal is with it. Um, but uh, uh, that being said, the Diamondbacks looks phenomenal. The Reds one's really nice too. Um, so some some great hats being dropped right now for spring training, which is a lot of fun, of course, as well. Um, but tonight we've got a busy show. We're going to be talking a lot about Corbin Burns uh, in this episode. We're going to talk about some of the other signings and trades that happen this week, also. Um, who's going to be ready for opening day, and then we'll get into first base rankings also. So let's get things kicked off with our Fantasy Burner segment. Our Fantasy Burner is presented by SeatGeek. SeatGeek.com is where you can go to get all your tickets that you need, and you can use the code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout. You're going to get $20 off your purchase, uh, your first purchase there at SeatGeek.com. That's a pretty good deal. So uh, now's a good time to start getting your tickets for baseball season. Uh, it is here very, very soon. Uh, maybe you want tickets to a basketball game, a hockey game, whatever it may be, uh, you can get them at SeatGeek. And again, use that code BellyUpSports for $20 off your first purchase. 
For the Fantasy Burners segment, um, we wanted to talk about Corbin Burns' move to Baltimore and how we think it's going to affect him. We did our starting pitcher rankings um, a couple of weeks ago. We both had Burns towards the top. I had him in my Tier 1. You had him in, at the top of your Tier 2. Um, he moves to Baltimore. Does does the trade to Baltimore um, impact Burns positively, negatively, or ultimately fantasy-wise, not at all? Well, I at first when I thought, well, he's going to Baltimore, which will be a better team. So my first inclination was to move him up into my tier one. As you mentioned, uh, I've got two the same two guys that you had over there, plus Corbin Burns. But, uh, but then I started to think, okay, so he's going to a better team, true. But he's also going to a much better division. He's going to be facing much better hitters. And so... I think this is going to be a lateral move to me. So I'm leaving him in my top of my two. He's at the top of the tier two, and that's where I'm going to leave him. And uh, I think that if you are in a, like a 12-team league, he is right there as a first-round draft pick. But in our 10-team league, I think he's still in the second round. I think there's three things to consider uh, for Burns when you're talking fantasy baseball. Um, first of all, you got to talk ballpark. He's going to be pitching um, a majority of his games in Camden Yards there in Baltimore. Um, it ranks right in the middle of ballparks for right-handed pitchers, um, for pitchers in general, excuse me. And and it's not I, – I believe – did they bring it in or take it out last year? They added yardage I, or took away or yardage away last I, year. I believe they brought it in because it was something that was really – with carnivorous or cavernous or whatever, whatever word that is. Okay. Yeah. And so I believe they brought it in, but not so much that it, it, it wasn't it. so. It, it, right. It's not, they did turn it into home runs paradise. Yeah. Um, so, but you got to consider that pitching in, in, uh, in Milwaukee, it's a, it's a, it's more of a hitter's park than a pitcher's park in Milwaukee. And uh, so I think he probably gets a little bit of a boost going to Camden Yards. Um, you got to think about the division, like you mentioned, the AL East. You got the Yankees, you got the Blue Jays, um, the Red Sox. You got teams that are going to hit. And so you've got to, you've got to understand that there's, there is, um, he's going to play them a lot <laughs> more, more so than any other teams. And the other thing you got to look at is not only is he in a new division, he's in a new, new conference in the AL um, that he's going to play in the majority of the games against people that he hasn't really faced a lot um, in recent years or at all in his career. And so there's going to be some adjusting now at the same time, the batters have to adjust to him also. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a give and take there. I think probably you're right. I think the lateral move, it's just, it, nothing really changes for him as far as fantasy, he's still on a contract year. He's still going to want to show out. Um, he's going to, he, he's already has a chip on his shoulder if he stayed in Milwaukee and he's got one now that he moves to Baltimore. He's just playing for more money. So I think he's going to be really good this year. I still have him in tier one. Um, I still would have him behind the other two guys in Cole and Strider. Um, but I think he's closer to Cole not by much, but closer to Cole than he was last week. And um, I, I'm interested to see how he does. He is the pitcher in Baltimore, by the way. There's there's right. no one close to him. Um, and he doesn't have that same 
I mean, I know Milwaukee was not a great team, but their bullpen was really good. Um, that could could you know hold for them, save all that kind of stuff. Baltimore, they've got a couple of good pitchers on the back end, but they, they don't have as deep and as strong as a bullpen. Maybe he gets more innings in Baltimore. Maybe they let him pitch longer. Craig Council, you know, he was one of these analytics guys that would pull guys out and do some weird things with the rotation and with the staff. So maybe in Baltimore, he actually he's pitching more seven inning games. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see where he goes. He's going to be a really good pitcher this year. There might be some adjustment. His early season might not be as good as his late season, um, which if you're talking about fantasy playoffs, you'd rather him be good at the end of the season than the beginning of the season. So um, and maybe that plays out well for fantasy owners. Um, at the end of the day, though, I mean, I definitely don't think he decreases in value uh, for fantasy. No, 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 I don't. I don't buy that for a second. And uh, wasn't he a traditionally kind of a slow starter anyway? So he could be, yeah. Okay, so that that doesn't really uh, concern me that much. And as you mentioned, the hitters are going to have to adjust to him as well. So the issue to me, though, is if the worst hitters you're going to have to face are the Boston Red Sox, that's a problem to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Instead yeah. of the Pittsburgh Pirates, okay, <laughs> True. you've got the Boston Red Sox. And uh, like I said, that's not enough from to to detract any you know his standing to me, but it's certainly not a boost. So it's a it, it's it's about a lateral move to me as you could probably get. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I think he gets a small boost, but nothing major um, on there. And um, the guys that came back to to Milwaukee. I don't think there's any fantasy value with those guys. Joey Ortiz, he's probably going to play um, in Milwaukee. I'm not sure exactly where he'll fit in. He can play all over the infield, uh, mainly, I guess, second, short, and third. Um, the expectation is for him to contribute, so so he should, should play. Um, and then D.L. Hall, he'll come to Milwaukee. They're saying he could be in the rotation this year. Right now, Milwaukee's rotation is horrendous. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I like Freddie Peralta, but I loved him as my third pitcher. Uh, right. I love him as pitcher number one. Yeah, that, that's certainly, uh, an issue. And I saw that, 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 uh, they're trying to give a boost to Freddie Peralta in, in, uh, on ESPN leagues at, in, in any rate, but, um, well, let's, as let's the number one guy, that. that's a, that's a, that's a lot, that's a mouthful to try and take in. So and I and I'm like you. I like Freddie Peralta a lot, but if he's your ace, uh, if if he's your third on your fantasy team, I think you're all right. Right. But the question is going to be: since he's now the ace of Milwaukee, are people going to be reaching for him a little higher than they probably should? So he's probably not on my radar right now because I think he's going to get higher picked than I would have done it anyway. So, um, maybe, he was, maybe he'll shine. I hope so. Cause I, like I said, I like him a lot. Yeah. He was already higher in rankings than I expected him to be. Um, and he was going to be Milwaukee's number two guy with Woodruff going to be out for the year. They ended up DFA in him, but, um, Peralta is 27. Um, so he's young and he's got plenty in him. That's for sure. Last year he started 30 games. That was a career high for him. He was 12 and 10. 
He had, uh, let's see, 165.2 innings pitched. He 3.86 ERA. Uh, he had 11.41 uh, strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I want to be as optimistic as I can as a Brewers fan about this. But uh, I look at this pitching staff right now, which you're looking at um, Peralta. You're looking at May- Wade Miley as your number two. Um, let's see your Colin Ray, who I really, really like Colin Ray um, as a baseball player, not as a fantasy pitcher. Um, Joe Ross is the four, and they've got the DL Hall, who was just traded from Baltimore as the five guy in the rotation. Um, Wade Miley's 37, Colin Ray's 33, Joe Ross is 30, but he, you think that he's 40, which is when you think about Joe Ross. Um, so, so you have this, it's just not good, uh, right now. And maybe someone else, who knows, I, hopefully they go out and go get somebody else. It's going to be bad, but fantasy wise, let's finish this with Freddie Peralta real quick. Um, I think his value does go up. I do think he's going to get more innings unless he gets hurt. Um, he's going to have plenty of opportunity. Um, and I think the Milwaukee offense is actually going to be decent this year and give them some run support as well. Um, and we talked about it. We talked about Burns. The division really isn't that great. Uh, no, Chicago, Cincinnati, they'll be okay. Um, Pittsburgh, I'm not worried about them whatsoever. I think overall Peralta, I think his value goes up. Now, again, he was ranked higher than I would have thought he would have been for most people, but, um, he was in, I think, tier four for me. Um, you know, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, in, he's, he's uh, draftable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's draftable. And he's ranked 19th in it, on ESPN right now. Oh, and, that's uh, I don't know if that's you. higher. Or, or, okay. Yeah. Uh, so 19th, that puts him probably, what, sixth round or so? Maybe. Yeah, I guess probably. Um, yeah, probably in that range. I mean, you're talking about top 20 fantasy pitcher which is different than your top 20 major league baseball pitcher by the way because there are guys who you'll take in the majors who are not going to get strikeouts and you know they're kind of ground ball guys and whatever it may be that fantasy wise doesn't help you out a whole lot um but i mean yeah i think i think that's probably a fair value for freddie peralta i'd say right now um i would not be surprised if that's not the case when it comes to draft day yeah, he probably won't be number 19 at that point in time. So you have to keep your eyes open and see what uh, what kind of rankings come out. Um, uh, I don't have fantasy pros in front of me right now, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of things happen with him. If he moves up and he's close to the top 10, then there's zero chance. Zero that I'm going to yeah. draft him because I don't see him putting together that kind of season. So um, you got to think through if you're in a league with Brewers fans, is really the only thing you got to worry about uh, if you if you want Freddie Peralta because right. you know you're in a league with two Brewers fans uh, <laughs> with myself <laughs> and Chase and you know I, I'm not going to reach high for Peralta because I don't have a ton of faith and confidence in Peralta. Um, so I'm not going to reach for Peralta. I'll draft him if he's there and it's the right time. I got no problem with having him on the team. No, I don't either. I'm not reaching for Freddie Peralta. I don't know that Chase would either. Um, he might, he might, um, but I'm not sure that he would. 
that would be that'd be the only concern I'd have is if you got a Brewer fan in your league um, and you want Freddie Peralta, you're going to have to be aware of well, if you want him, when do you got to go get him uh, to beat out the Brewer fan? Because there's no way another Brewer fan is going to want Wade Miley or Colin no. Ray on their no. fantasy team. So if they want a pitcher, no. it's either going to be Devin Williams or it's going to be or it's going to be Freddie Peralta. Well, and uh, yeah, that goes back to knowing your league. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, as you mentioned, two Brewer fans right here. So, and uh, you're saying you won't reach for them, but I could see on draft day you doing exactly that. So, we'll see what happens. That's one of the reasons why you don't do your fantasy drafts until the weekend before the regular season, so you can kind of see how things are shaking exactly. out during the during the spring. Yeah. And uh, is he struggling because now he's number one? And so, uh, it's going to be. There's a lot of things to watch for in spring training, and Freddie Peralta was not on my radar until this trade happened. <laughs> until right now. <laughs> until right now. So, but I'm just saying, in general, for me, I think someone's going to reach higher for him than I would be willing to do that. So, if he winds up on somebody else's team, that so be it. Right now, he is ahead of. Uh, I just had it, and then I lost it. Okay, I can tell hold you. On. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Here we go. Uh, okay, Kyle so, Bradish, Kodai Senga, Jordan Montgomery, Chris Bassett, Jesus Lazardo, Tariq Scoble, um, those kind of guys. I mean, right. I, yeah, I think he fits in that category. I don't, I, I have no problem with drafting him around those guys. They've got him just behind Blake Snell, Logan Gilbert, Tyler Glass now. I mean, he's got potential to pitch more innings than he should pitch more innings than Glass now. Um, I don't know. I think that's the right spot for him. I think ESPN's got him in the right the right spot. Okay, so we'll see what happens. And um, and uh, like I said, I like Freddie Peralta, and uh, you know, there's, he hasn't done anything to make it so you don't like him. <laughs> and uh, so we'll just see what if he's still 19th on draft day, then I could see possibly yeah. him coming home to you know Team Wilson, but uh, sure. <laughs> like I said, if he's if he's up there around twelve or something like that, then Chase or you can go ahead and draft. <laughs> All right, that's our fantasy burner segment presented by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use code BellyUpSports for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We spent longer on that than I intended. Let's go <laughs> to segment number two. Our call to the pit. All right, our call to the pen today is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Join the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. I got some of my favorite flavors right up here behind me. Uh, that's Soul Survivor right there, right there. Um, I've got the, um, uh, oh, come on, what do I have up here? Uh, let's see here. The uh, Ancho Villa, the Bootleg and Barbecues up there, the uh, Nelson Mandela. It, there's all kinds of stuff up there. Um, great flavors. Great texture. You're absolutely going to love the jerky. If you haven't had it yet, um, then you know what to do. So uh, let's go on now, though, to Major League Baseball news. A couple things to hit on uh, here tonight. Big piece of news that came out of Texas. This talk, I'm not sure if I know what, what you're talking about. Well, what I'm talking about is the news that, uh, that Corey Seager, the two-time uh, World Series MVP, is going to miss all the spring training because oh. he had surgery this week on an injury that he sustained during the world series. 
and they thought that maybe rest would heal. It mm. did not. And my first reaction was, was, why are you waiting this late? But then <laughs> it said in the papers exactly why they did that, because surgery is the last option. Ah. And uh, they 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 thought, well, if we wait any further, and then he'll miss part of the season, which remember he did that a year ago. Yeah. And so uh, they're saying right now that uh, he should be ready by opening day, but that's a should. Yeah. And don't know that, and uh, we of course haven't got to our shortstop rankings yet, but he's going to have to be at the top of that list. And uh, if there's any chance that he might miss some of the regular season. Maybe we need to adjust that. Mm. And uh, it's a, uh, it just goes to show once again, like I was saying earlier, don't do your draft you know, in a week or two weeks and then come to find out, well, he's not ready for a month. Right. So that's the big news out of Texas. And, uh, you know, that got a big reaction around here because this is the Rangers territory, of course. And um, so definitely keep an eye on him. And uh, there's he won't be in any spring training game. So you're going to have to watch the behind-the-scenes news to see right. how he's doing in exhibition. Not, ex, you know, you know, behind the, you know. The little throwing getting, sessions. Getting the bats and that yeah. sort of thing. And uh, they're saying it won't take him long to get ready, which – course that's true he's a veteran guy now he's been you know this is his what is eighth year coming up now so uh just 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 a guy to keep your eyes on man i'm no doctor and i don't pretend to be a doctor yeah i didn't even right. play one on tv so i i don't no. i don't know anything about it i man you would like to think that they could have done this you know a couple weeks early <laughs> a couple weeks I, earlier that's what i thought too because <laughs> why didn't you do this like two days after new year's yeah, I mean, right. I think you know, you, you know, you, you, his World you, Series you was Christmas what November. Family, and you go snowboarding, and you know, <laughs> eggnog, and whatever else that you're doing. But January third rolls around. Well, this is not happening. Do the yeah. surgery. But That's uh, you know, every everybody seems to be okay with the time frame that he's doing this. So I guess I will give them. You know, they're 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 defending champions. So. And they deserve a little bit of the you know, benefit of the doubt. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, they know what they're doing more than I do. It just it's one of those questions that you ask is, you know, why wouldn't you just two weeks earlier? <laughs> and then you're, you're right. a little bit more guaranteed to be there for opening day. There are medical things that could come up. Uh, Billy here suggests that, you know, swelling pre-op and things like that. So there are there are reasons. And I don't right. claim to know, know yeah. any reason. You know, not like, like you said, I'm not there's no MD after my name. There's <laughs> <laughs> according to some there's a professor before my name but uh okay other than yeah. that uh so but he did do the surgery in arizona okay. so there, as soon as you know he gets any kind of mobility or whatever he could just i guess walk across the street and, and show up <laughs> at, the, at the ballpark and so we'll just have right. to see well, what, how that works there's another name out there that says he'll be ready for opening day and that's shohei otani um, says he'll be good to go that. for opening day as the designated hitter out there in LA. He's going to bat third is what was reported as well, which I think is pretty much what we expected. Um, there is potential for him to bat second, I suppose, but third makes the most sense. Um, again, you know, I mean, Otani, we talked about him already and we'll talk about him when we get closer to draft time and yeah. all that kind of stuff too, but we'll talk about him till our nose bleeds. If he can swing the bat, he's going to be productive and yeah. he's going to be useful. That's correct. And so um, uh, 
I might make an argument that the, the number two hole would be the better place for him right behind Mookie, but uh, three, that works for me as well. Yeah. Um, some major signings and trades went on this week. The A's signed pitcher Alex Wood. Everybody was on pins and needles waiting for Alex Wood to sign. Um, they, also traded for, they also <laughs> traded for Kevin's favorite pitcher, Ross Stripling. Um, so Alex Wood and Ross Stripling head over to the A's. I was going to say Oakland, but uh, no one knows where, you know, they're no going to be where, playing uh, They're saying that, you know, they might play in Salt Lake City. And I don't know why Salt Lake would, would want that. Because Salt Lake City is trying to get. Until they're ready to play in, in Vegas. So who knows? No, Salt Lake City is trying to get a major league team. This is a chance right. for them to showcase what they right. can do. Um, that makes sense, I suppose. Um, let's see here. The Twins signed Carlos Santana. I like this this signing. Right. Um, I've already talked about Santana multiple times, hoping that he'd resign with uh, the Brewers before they went out and got Reese Hoskins. Um, I think Santana's still a very valuable player in fantasy and in real life baseball too. I think he's a good addition to the to the the locker room, the dugout, and uh, I think it's a good good thing for Minnesota because they when well, they got rid of Jorge Polanco, um, their second baseman right. earlier, um, and and again, I think a decent person to have around. So Santana comes in. He'll be able to help out that twins team. And uh, well, I wouldn't because you use the words real and valuable together. <laughs> and I don't think I would go quite there. Real valuable, but uh he's a player that uh before last season started, I really liked. Yeah. And then he uh, you know, there were some things that he did that you would like, but not season long, and he's one year older. So maybe he'll do it up there in Minnesota. But uh, he's not a player I'm looking to you know, get fun all over. Um, and then the Mariners went out and got a relief pitcher as well, Gregory Santos from Chicago White Sox. Santos okay. is not the top tier of relief pitchers, of course, but he is good. And uh, and I think Santos can really help out that Mariners bullpen. Uh, I think it's a good deal for Mariners. They really didn't have to give up much much of anything. Right. And so the you know as you mentioned a moment ago, Jorge Polanco goes over there yeah and so he's a guy that uh you want to keep an eye on because he he can hit the ball but uh he was injured a year ago and so watch him and see how he uh what he looks like in spring training before draft day before you decide i'm gonna bring him on board and uh i imagine second base is what we'll talk about next no two weeks from now and uh yeah yeah. And so uh I'm not sure how I'm gonna rank him or tear him up just yet. But um so listen to this real quick though. All right, Mariners lineup as it sits right now. JP okay. Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, Jorge okay. Polanco, Mitch Garver, Cal Raleigh, Ty France, Luke Rayley, Mitch Hanniger, and Josh Rojas. Um, that's a serviceable what? serviceable lineup. I mean, they're not they're not the top. I'm not in putting them anywhere near the top, but that's a lineup that has the potential to produce and be a top 15 lineup in Major League Baseball this year. Well, maybe a couple of years back, Mitch Hanniger would be, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, that has not been the case. And I think if Polanco is your number three hitter, that that's an issue. And then you've got uh, Cal Raleigh, who I like in general. But number five, he's going to strike out 178 times in that spot. 
And so uh, there's potential here, but there's also a lot of potential minefields right here. So uh, Polanco's numbers last year, okay. um, he had 80 games, which is not right. a lot of games. No, um, let's see here. 14 home runs, 38 okay. runs, 48 RBIs, four stolen bases. He hit 255. Um, and his, let's see here, he was 25% strikeout percentage, which is not great. Um, yeah. And again, he was injured last year. He's only 29 or 30, I guess he'll be 30 by the season. Yeah. You would think he was older than that, but uh, yeah. yeah, so 29, 30, <laughs> you could deal with that for three or four, you know, five more years or so, maybe three or four. Um, but, uh, the, he's got to be healthy. He's got to be healthy. The, Pitching rotation for Seattle is pretty solid, though. You got to um, be excited about what you're talking about, right? Yeah, Castillo, Logan Gilbert, okay. George Kirby, Bryce Miller, and then Brian Wu. Brian Wu's 24 years old. Miller's 25 years old. Kirby's 26 years old. Gilbert's 26 years old. He'll be 27 by the season. Castillo's 31 years old. So you got young arms with a ton right. of potential. Kirby and Miller, Tons. I'm a fan of both oh. of those guys. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I've had those guys. I had George Kirby on my team a year ago, and um, Wu is that a great last name or what? <laughs> Woo! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he had potential as a fantasy starting pitcher last year, and um, he's only going to get better. Uh, him being the, the number five means that uh, he's a streaming kind of guy. Yeah, but uh, he's a good potential guy to keep right on. If he's having a two-start week, get him on your on your team. They don't have a ton of experience in the bullpen. Um, they're, they're projected closer right now at 13 saves last year, and he's only 25 years old, Andres Munoz. Um, Matt Brash is back there. He's 25, and then Santos, who they just traded for, is 24. Um, so, again, young arms all throughout the system. And um, and then a lineup that will need to overperform, but they've got guys there that have the potential to do so. I'm, I'm starting to buy in a little bit to what to what Seattle's doing um, yeah. headed into this season. And um, as we get into you know predictions down the road, it's a team I'm going to look into a whole lot. I think. Yeah, and and one of the things that really to this minute confuses me is how ESPN has Julio Rodriguez ranked. <laughs> it, it, it to me, he's a top ten player and uh, a young guy he's got everything he's got power speed and everything else and they've got him ranked so far now and if you do a mock draft which is now available by the way and um, if you're into fantasy baseball at all there's all kinds of places you can go and and log in and and, and do a a mock draft and um, if you do that on ESPN you'll see what I'm talking about that uh, you can get Julio Rodriguez in the third round. That is absolute nonsense to me. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I should keep my mouth shut because maybe people in our league are paying attention to that. And if he was there that late in the draft, I'll be doing handstand. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's our call to the pen presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Again, you go to RighteousFelon.com. If you use the code STOVE15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. Join the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Let's get in now to our final segment of the night, and that's our fantasy focus. All right, 
Ride Our Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. It's also where you can find all of Kevin Wilson's articles um, anytime you'd like to. You can pull them up if you can't sleep at night. You can pull them up first thing in the morning. You can pull them up at your lunch break. It doesn't matter when you pull them up. They're there, BellyUpFantasySports.com. All right, today's Fantasy Focus, we are ranking first baseman. And I'm intrigued because, Kevin, we have not talked off-air about kind of where things line up with first base. So I'm interested to see um, where we are on this and how close we are on these. I don't have any shocking things like I had with the catcher tier. So um, let's start with tier number one. I've got two guys in this tier. Okay. Uh, what do you got? As do I. I okay. have two guys in this tier. And I would not be surprised if they're the same two that you have. And uh, leading off this tier is Freddie Freeman of my Los Angeles Dodgers. And then right behind him is Matt Olson of the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And so these guys are, you know, both veterans. And uh, when it comes to Freddie Freeman, what do you want? You want a guy that's available? Played 161 games. He played 159 games the two seasons before that. You want a guy that can hit? 331. You want a guy that hits home runs? How about 29? Drawing 102 runs, had 211 hits. And uh, how about this? 59 doubles. That's 5-9, okay? Walked 72 times. And so, uh, and most incredibly to me, is he stole 23 bases as a first baseman and was caught one single time all okay. year long. So he's, he absolutely crams all the stats that you could possibly want. So um, I'm not sure what else you might be looking for. I know guys and uh, stats, I need stats, stats. <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> this should complete the trifecta. Freddie Freeman is an absolute first, first baseman that should go off the board. Yeah, so I agree 100% with you. Freddie Freeman has done it. He's proven it. Um, he's kind of like the Tom Brady of old, like you just, you just keep doing it until he proves you otherwise. Um, uh, he, he deserves to be there. He, he could almost put him in the tier by himself. If it weren't for Matt Olson doing mm-hmm. some similar things, being consistent, no matter which stop he's at. And, um, you know, Olson again, his scoring has been right up there in fantasy. You got to keep him up there in that top tier. To me, Freeman is the clear cut number one guy. But Olsen is the clear-cut number two guy at first base also. Um, And then you get into some questions when you get into three, four, and five of who it should be. And uh, But it's clearly one, two, Freddie and Matt uh, right there at the top. And, you know, so when I'm looking at first baseman, I look at these two guys, and neither one of them make me go, yeah, I can't wait to have this guy on my team. Um, there's There's not a lot of excitement behind it. There's not a lot of pizzazz around these guys. But they do their job. And they help your team win win fantasy weeks. And um, you know, I just I don't know. I look at them both, and I'm just kind of like, eh. I don't I don't find any excitement in in Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson. But once you look at the numbers, you realize, well, that's enough. That should be enough excitement for you at the very least. Right, and I agree with that. So Matt Olson played 162 games. Okay, 54 homers, 139 runs, batted in 127 runs. 104 base on balls. Okay, so there's everything you could possibly want. You know, he's a slugger, so he struck out 167 times. But that's baseball today. 
So there's nothing you can do about that. So other he than was, the strikeout, he does everything else except steal bases. So yeah. that's where Freddie Freeman really separates himself. Olsen was only seven fantasy points behind Freeman last year. Okay. Um, so that's why he's in my tier one. Absolutely. <laughs> no question. He's right there. He's right there. If anybody else has him somewhere else besides in the tier one, I'd sure like to hear from you why that's the case. All right, let's move into tier number two. And Kevin, I've got four players in tier number two. That's more than I have, but go ahead. (laughs) All right, so I'll get us started here. Tier number two, I've got the Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper, who makes the official move to first base. He played there last year, of course, after he got back from injury. He's the reason, one of the reasons Reese Hoskins is not back in Philadelphia. Um, and well, he's he's Bryce Harper. When he's healthy, he's going to produce, he's going to give you points. And, uh, you know, last year he didn't play as many games and didn't have as many at bats as he's had in the past, but he should be back. He should be healthy. And I anticipate him to be right up there as one of the top first basemen this year. I also put Pete Alonso there from the New York Mets. Um, okay. I think Pete is one of those guys, in my opinion, Worth having on your fantasy baseball team. I like having Pete Alonso on my team. I don't like the Mets. I don't think the Mets are really that good. Um, but it doesn't matter because we're talking fantasy baseball. Last year, Alonzo, in a down year, had 92 runs, 54 singles, 21 doubles, 46 home runs, 118 RBIs, um, 65 walks, 151 strikeouts, which is less than Matt Olson. Um, but he also didn't have enough points to go up there uh, to catch up with Olsen either. Four stolen bases, by the way, for Alonzo also. I think he fits in tier number two. I also got Vlad Guerrero Jr. Vlad is a guy who underwhelmed so much last That's year. That's right. That's right. But I'm not buying into that he's not going to bounce back this year. I'm buying into Vlad Guerrero's talent and expecting him to bounce back this year. And we'll talk about that more when we get down to our um, value picks here in a little bit, uh, but I got Vlad there. And then my fourth guy was Christian Walker. And I battled with this one. Okay. Um, and I looked at different places and, and studied out some different numbers and whatever it may be. But Christian Walker last year was tied with Cody Bellinger for the third best fantasy first baseman. You put him on this team in Arizona. That's a really good baseball team. They've gotten better actually this year as well. You look at his numbers from last season. Um, he had 103 RBIs to go with his 33 home runs. 62 walks, uh, 127 strikeouts, which is right there similar with Freddie Freeman. Um, he's he's just a guy that he, he doesn't get the no, same notoriety, but to me, he's got that consistency every year. And for the last couple of years, last year he was drafted. Before that, he was kind of that guy that would hang around the waiver wire and you could pick him up here and there and go through different things. Well, now he's picked up that consistency. And I think he's a player that has to be recognized with the second tier group of guys. So I've got Harper, Alonzo, Guerrero, and Walker in tier number two. Well, I've got uh, three guys. Well, the ones you mentioned, minus Walker. And uh, when you look at this, you know, as you mentioned, Vladimir Guerrero was a top, you know, 10 draft pick a year ago. He absolutely fell below that. But, um, 161, 160, 156 games. He'll be in the lineup, and uh, he's only 24. Right. You might think to yourself, man, this guy's 29 or something like that. He's only 24, but um, and he walked 100 times. No, he walked 58 times. My bad. And um, 
struck out 116. That's pretty, pretty solid for a slugger. And so, um, but you look at this, he had a 277 batting average with balls in play. He's a 294 career guy. So I'm with you. I think he's going to bounce back a little bit. And because he's ranked and where we're ranking him, he could possibly be a guy that you could get a lot of value out of because you're not going to draft him in the first round this year. Right. And so, um, but it, uh, ESPN still has him at number three. And um, I would definitely put him behind Bryce Harper and, and Pete Alonzo. Uh, Bryce Harper, you know, he was hurt, but he wasn't supposed to come back till July. But he came back in May, still played 129 games. And I expect good health out of him. So, but he went, walked 80 times. That's probably more than other first baseman we'll talk about right now. So, Bryce Harper to me is clearly the top tier guy in this right here. Yeah. Guerrero, by the way, he's right now going in the top of the third round um, okay. in most cases. There's massive um, upside there. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, you know, he's overall, he's the number four first baseman. You said ESPN's got him at number three. Um, he's in that that range, but he's going, he's dropping into the third round um, overall with people. So um, we'll talk about that more in a moment when we get down to our value stuff. But I like him in that that tier still. And, um, you know, if, if I had got to sit there, let's say I'm in the, the last half of round two and I'm choosing between Harper, Alonzo, Guerrero, um, or Alonzo and Guerrero, you know, I I might go with the younger guy and take a shot and, and see see what happens with him because I just think he's I think he's gonna do for a good year um, this year. Um, all right, tier number three. Then what, who do you have sitting there? Okay, so I got two guys in this tier. Wow, and um, I wrestled with this a lot. But uh, in this tier, I still put Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. And um, he's in this tier, but uh, he's taken a massive step back. But um, he's still a guy who um, plays 150 or more games every year. Um, he scores runs. He has hits. He has homers. He has RBIs, but not as many as he did, you know, at one time. But um the Cardinals can't possibly be as awful <laughs> as they were a year ago. So um, he's ranked seventh on both Fantasy Pros and ESPN. So, and he was the guy that I was thinking that maybe if I waited a little bit, he would come around to me. Yeah. That's not what happened, thanks to your dad. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, you know, but he didn't have the kind of season I thought he was going to have. Yeah. So, but. Uh, if you're talking maybe fourth round, and um, we're going to get into this a little bit later too because we're going to find out that the first base ranks falls way off pretty soon. So if you want a top-tiered first baseman, you're going to have to spend some capital because they're not going to last. Goldschmidt's also, ADP right now, Kevin, is 57. Okay. That's I have him down here at 78. Okay. And so, so I mean 78, there's some there's some value here. And I then, think at 57, there's value. Okay, there's value. Uh and then I have Christian Walker, the one you just talked about, in this tier. And um he's ranked at 107th. I think that's unbelievably low. <laughs> yeah. And so 
If you can't get Smoke Goldsmith, if you wait until the ninth round and snag yeah. Christian Walker, you have done yourself a service on your fantasy team. And um, he played 157 games, 160 a year before that, hit 33 homers, 103 RBIs. What more could you possibly be asking for out of a guy that you could possibly get in the ninth round and be this productive? Yeah. So I really, really, I don't understand what, it's the same thing last year. People were hesitant when it comes to Christian Walker. Yeah. I think that's insane. So uh, I know he plays on uh, on the, you know, my division, you know, rival. But uh, when <laughs> that doesn't matter in fantasy baseball. It all goes out the, uh, <laughs> all goes out the window. And so uh, I would be more than happy if Christian Walker was on my fantasy team. All right. So draft strategy wise. You can punt on first baseman um, if you choose to. You can let everybody else go get Freeman, Olsen, Harper, Alonzo, Guerrero, um, even Goldschmidt. You can punt on those guys. You can go get a catcher earlier than, than normal, maybe a save guy earlier, maybe uh, load up on some outfielders, some pitchers, whatever it may be, and hold off for Christian Walker. And I put him in tier two because I believe he, he belongs there. He is not being drafted there. And, no, um, no. and so for me, you know, if we get into our draft in a few weeks, Kevin, several weeks, um, now, and, and I don't have a first baseman on my roster and we start getting down there, you're going to know. And anybody who watches the show is going to know Vince is hunting for Christian Walker. Um, because now that's, I don't know that that's the strategy I'm going to take of course yet, but if you punt on these first baseman, that's a lot of first baseman off the board. Um, right which means that it's leaving options for you to get some other guys that are on the board. Maybe you can, can stack up, you know, your, your middle infielders or whatever. There's, there's all kinds of options with that, but as long as you can land and honestly, we're going to get the to tier four in a minute. Um, if I get my tier four guys, one of my tier four guys, I I'd be pleased with it. And I could go elsewhere in the draft first baseman, again, depending on where I draft at, um, depending on how the draft goes in front of me, I could see myself saying, you know what, I'm going to pass on the first baseman and I'm going to wait and get get later because I think there is a ton of value at first base this year, um, lower down the draft. They're not as good as Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson, but um, but if you can you can let other people take the middle guys and you end up with these guys, you're going to be sitting pretty at the end of the day. So my tier three, I've got Goldschmidt there also. Uh, I'm with you. You said it perfectly. There's no way the Cardinals can be as bad as they were last year. His RBIs were down, but that's because the whole team stunk. If the team starts hitting again, his RBIs go back up again. His home runs were still decent. So um, I've got him there. I've got Bellinger there. We don't have him on a team yet. Uh, the Cubs still seem to be the most likely situation. Um, I think he's going to do this year similar to what he did last year. Um, I like him being there at tier number three. Um, and then I've got Yandy Diaz from Tampa there also. He's a guy... Similar to Christian Walker, as far as when people see his name, they don't go, oh, I got to have him. Um, but Yanni Diaz has been producing. He had a solid year last year. Um, he had, I had it up here and now I lost it. Uh, 22 home runs, 78 RBIs, 94 strikeouts. Um, uh, so, I mean, again, is he, do I want him over Paul Goldschmidt? No, I don't. Um, but I think that he deserves, and especially with what Tampa has done, the opportunities he's going to get again this year. Um, I, I just, I like Yandy Diaz up there in tier number three, 
um, overall. So, so I put him up there in tier number three also. And now I'm really intrigued to hear who you have in tier four because I've got okay, five so more guys in tier four. I've got just two here. Oh, my soul. So, okay. Uh, I like it. I think, yeah. So we're going to go on to uh, different uh, avenues of the freeway right here, I think. Because uh, <laughs> in my tier four, and uh, this is going to probably drive you a little insane, but uh, I've got Spencer Steer here of your Cincinnati Reds, one that, <laughs> the ones that you love. Yeah. All right. So he's 26 in his first full year, 156 games, 23 homers, 86 RBI, 74 runs. And so um, the thing that really appeals to me is he also is eligible at third base and outfield. And that is a thing right there, as you are well aware by now. I like my players to have multi-positional uh, capabilities that you can maneuver them around all over your lineup and, and stuff like that. And so. Um, I really like him. He struck out 139. As I said, what are you going to do? That's right. what it is. And so uh, I've got him here and an even younger first baseman, Christian Casas, if that's the correct way to pronounce his name, of the Boston Red Sox. His first full year, he hit 24, and he had a lot of struggles when he first got started. People were dropping him all over the place, and deservedly so, but he still wound up with 24 homers, 65 RBIs. 70 walks and 132 games. So I think, and now that he's got some playing time under him, he's going to be a whole lot better. So, these so let two me ask guys, you this. Okay. So you don't have Cody Bellinger with those guys with Steer no, and I've Cust got him. And in, in, in when we talk about next year, okay, going to show up there. Okay. So I'm sitting here looking at Tier Four. I agree 100% with you. I've got Spencer Steer. Right there okay. at the top of tier number four. I thought you'd um, be like as much as I as, as much as I think the Reds are going to disappoint people this year. Um, I think it's their pitching that's going to disappoint as far as their wins and losses. Um, okay. and, and I think they'll have a good first half of the year, and everyone will assume they're going to the World Series, and then they'll just <laughs> uh, completely smash all their fan base again, all their hopes. Um, but I, I I like Spencer Steer. I will tell you this right now, Kevin, uh, and Dad listens to this show. I will be shocked if Spencer Steer is not on my dad's team. Because like okay. you, positional eligibility is something he values immensely. And I, immensely. I will be shocked. Good word for that, immensely. Yes, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get Spencer Steer on his team um, and, and take him a few rounds higher than anticipated um, just because of the potential that he has. And he does have potential. Had a great year last year. Um, a really good baseball player. I got Tristan Casas there as well okay. um, in that tier. I've got Vinny Pasquantino in that tier. Okay. Um, I have been, yeah. as we've been studying through these tiers and through these positions, I have more Royals than I expected. Um, but Pasquantino okay. is a guy, he had some injury okay. issues last year, um, okay. but I really, really like him. And again, another young guy and the potential the potential there. I've got Torkelson in this group as well from Detroit. Okay. And I've got Josh Naylor from Cleveland in this tier as well. Um, I don't have Reese Hoskins in this tier. Um, he, I think he could probably He's be here. Up. Yeah, I think he could probably be here. Um, but, um, but I did not put him in this tier at this point. Um, I would probably, I would draft Hoskins over Naylor in Cleveland, and I would probably draft Hoskins over Torkelson in Detroit. So I probably should have him on this list. Um, but that being said, I'm not going to draft Josh Naylor, but I also got to look at what he can do and put him correctly in the rankings and things like that. Spencer Torkelson, I would be willing to draft. Um, in the right situation. But if I could get past Guantino or Steer 
um, or Cassis, you know, here in this tier, uh, again, I might punt on first base early in the, the draft, depending on where I'm picking and how the draft goes in front of me. You know, I'm not going to pass on Freddie Freeman at number nine if he's sitting there. But <laughs> that being said, I'm not I'm not going to necessarily take Olsen at number nine. I'm not going to take Harper at number nine necessarily. So um, I don't know. The more I look at first base, the more I like the back end of first base. That makes me go, man, I could get two of these guys later in the draft and go ahead and get all my other guys, my outfielders and my pitchers taken care of earlier in the draft. Um, it's starting to seems the way that I'm kind of shaping out right now. Okay, that's fair. And so in this next tier, I have Yandy Diaz. This is where Cody Bellinger shows up. And then I have Nathaniel Lowe of the Texas Rangers yeah. right here. And um, you could put him in, in a, a, a tier of uh, values because they have him ranked as a 22nd set first baseman. And... Um, 161 games, 27 homers, 93 walks. Not as exciting as some of these other guys, but um, I really like what he can do. And Cody Bellinger, I'm still kind of like, well, you're going to have to show me one more time because I remember, you know, I had a front row seat when he was a Dodger and hitting 191 or whatever it was he was doing. And so uh, I think one season of good does not erase two seasons of absolutely most abysmal baseball playing many of us have seen a long time. But um, he's in this tier, and uh, Yandy Diaz is at the lead of this. He's also third base eligible, so he's a guy who um, – and ESPN has him ranked number six, which I think yeah. is way too high for that. And so there's no value here. If you're taking him as the sixth best first baseman, there's no value with this, but uh, I like him as a player. And um, what uh, do you get? Three I'm not three three zero. Okay, that's what he hit last year. Yeah, yeah. I'd be shocked if I have Yandy Diaz on my team, honestly. Um, even though I have him ranked higher than you do, um, I just I don't see him being on my team. <laughs> I would be no. shocked. I'd be shocked not if he's as, on my not team. as the sixth ranked first baseman. That's definitely not there way yeah. way way too high yeah to me so i'm you surprised you're so low that. on bellinger um here's the advice i'll maybe give it's you my first right. my, my dodger you know bias <laughs> kicking in I, I maybe that's what it is but last year when we were talking outfielders we talked about christian yelich and i know i'm a brewer fan i told you up front i will take christian yelich before anyone else um and i believe in christian yelich but i said last year this is the last year that I'm going to believe in Yelich unless he proves it to me. And he did prove it to me he last did. year. He did. Now, Bellinger did the same thing. And I just, I don't think that you can lose all that talent so quickly. And him and Yelich both, Yelich and Bellinger both just dropped off the map. And uh, last year, they both came back. This year, Bellinger, assuming he signs with the Cubs, um, we'll be in the exact same situation with a better manager and uh, and an opportunity just to explode even more. I think Bellinger is back, not MVP back. So I got to be careful, make sure no one misquotes me on this, uh, but consistently fantasy relevant uh, back. And you've got him at first base. Again, I think there's a lot of options at first base, but I like Bellinger there. Um, and if I can get him down where you have him ranked, I like him even more. Right, uh, because that's not going to sure. happen. 
Because you know why? Because Fantasy Pros has him ranked as the sixth best first baseman. Yeah. And ESPN has him ranked as the eighth best first baseman. Yeah. So he's not going to last. I don't like him at either of those, you know, uh, uh, spots. Sure. In the draft. And um, these other players that we, you know, Christian Walker blows the doors off of him, I think. And yeah. uh, you can get a lot more value out of somebody waiting around for steer and some of these other guys that we talked about. So when you're talking and, about sixth or eighth, Cody Bellinger is way off my draft board because and maybe, I just don't see him putting together the sixth best first base output. Sure. Maybe when he signs, maybe he doesn't go to Chicago. Um, we'll wait. I mean, you kind of got to be careful with that too and wait and see where he signs to a degree. If you're drafting now, you're crazy. Um, if you're drafting like for keeps, oh, yeah. you're, you're yeah. crazy. Yeah. Don't don't do any drafts, okay? Don't do <laughs> Just that. Just hold off, man. I know you're excited, but slow down. Um, uh, okay, we'll talk about Bellinger when he does sign again. We'll bring him back up. Right. Let's roll through these uh, last couple bits here. The uh, um, sleeper or best value first baseman. Uh, who do you have there? Okay, so as I just mentioned, you know, I could put uh, you know the, the first baseman of the Rangers right here, but. Uh, Three players I have in this tier. You mentioned him, Spencer Torkelson. He's still only 24. And then I've got Pat Vinny Pasquantino, if mm-hmm. I'm saying that correct. He's 26. And then this tier, I've got your man, Reese Hoskins. Yeah. Because I think he's going to bounce back big time. And he's ranked at 22nd first baseman. I will take that every single day of the week. And so uh, I like that a lot. And um, but in ESPN, I'll just say this: Vinny Pasquantino is the tenth-ranked first baseman. There is no value whatsoever there at number ten. Um, Fantasy Pros has him at fifteen, so you know that's a little more uh, to my liking. Damn. So if you're taking Vinny Pasquantino as the tenth best first baseman, uh, you know I'm not doing that. But I think that he's going to bounce back from the injury he had. And so he only played in, you know, his right shoulder was 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 his problem. Only 61 games. Spencer Torkelson, 110, his first full season, hit 31 homers and 94 RBI. Okay, so Detroit, I think, is going to be massively improved. And so he's going to have some opportunities. 171 strikeouts. So points league like we're in, you have to bake that in. But he did also walk 67 times. So... That's something that um, you need to take a look at, but uh, I I can buy the, the the strikeouts a little bit if he's hitting me 31 homers and yeah. I draft him at number 17 first baseman overall. So there's value to me in these picks. So I I've got the same guys ultimately. I mean Vinny Pasquantino. Again, I the way that I rank guys is where they they deserve to be ranked, not necessarily where I'm going to draft them at. Right. Um, I got Pasquantino in my personal rankings. I shouldn't be telling you this. I've got him number 10 in first baseman of guys that I would draft, a first baseman that I would draft. So you're right there with the guys on ESPN. That's where they have him ranked at number 10. Yeah. Um, I also have Reese Hoskins in this list. Um, You know, if he comes out in spring training and rakes, he's going to, he's going to jump up. Um, Obviously if he looks healthy, especially, you know, I mean, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be a time between now and our draft in March that I think Reese Hoskins is going to go up a bit in in, in value. Um, but right now where he's at, he's definitely a value pick. And then here you go, Kevin. You, you've you never saw this one coming. Um, okay. And the other guy I've got as my value pick right now is Christian Encarnacion Strand. 
from the Cincinnati Reds. Is that a mouthful um, or what? I'm telling you what. Um, he comes in the uh, last year. He 13 home runs, 37 RBIs, two stolen bases in limited games. This year, he's probably going to be everyday first baseman or DH. He's going to be batting pretty much every single day. Um, you can expect him to be in that 25 to 30 home run range. I think you can expect him to be in the 75 to 85 RBI range. Um, you know, a handful of stolen bases. Um, and uh, I think you're going to see him bat, you know, plus 250, somewhere above 250 as well. Um, and right now you can get him way cheaper than you can get Spencer Steer. Um, you can get him way cheaper than you can get Josh Naylor. I mean, you're going to get him down lower in the draft unless you're in a draft with a Reds fan. Um, I like Steer a lot. I like Strand as, as that backup option, basically, if you don't get Steer. He's the guy that's going to be later in the draft that you can get as your second, you know, first baseman. Um, uh, maybe as your, you know, corner, corner infielder, whatever you want to call him, DH, he's going to be there. And I think he's going to produce again. I think that Reds as a team are going to fail. I think the Reds as individuals though, are still going to have some stats that, that bring you a lot of fantasy value. So, um, so I've got two Reds on my list and I, I'd actually wouldn't mind having either though, those guys on my team. Okay. I do not have a incarnation strand on my list, but, uh, you know, I could see that happening. And so to wrap this up, uh, I got one guy in my caution tier, and that's Brandon Drury of the Angels. Ooh, I yeah. think that the Angels are going to ask him to do way too much. That uh, he's not, even though he had 26 homers a year ago, they're going to bat him higher up in that batting order than he probably should because they don't have anyone else to put in there. I don't like him in that spot. I think it's going to be more than he can handle. So that's a caution for me. And then in my downward tour, tier i've got josh bell miami don't want him don't think about him and then jose abreu of houston he uh -huh. already went down the drain last year and um took a lot of people with him and so <laughs> he uh did. <laughs> he did yeah so okay yeah. and he's not even listed in the top 30 first baseman for a yeah. reason yeah. and so but people are probably maybe thinking well he's got value no he does not so don't draft him. Don't think about drafting him uh, and leave him over on the sideline. My worst value guy that I have is a guy that I've already pumped up on this episode. It's Cody Bellinger. I think people are going to take him earlier than he needs to be taken. I think so too. Um, he's got the name value. He's got, you know, um, he's going to be playing for the Cubs probably. So there's going to be people who want him on their team. Last year, everybody was trying to avoid him for the most part. And uh, and he fell reason. and he was useful in fantasy baseball last year. This year, it's going to go the other direction where guys are going to grab him early and I'm going to let him do it. I wouldn't mind having Bellinger on my team. I like him. I think he's going to be fantasy productive, but I think he's going to get drafted too high. And I think that you're better off to hold off on him. And again, I think they're just so deep at first base this year. I think you can get guys at a much better value. So Bellinger's who I have on that tier. Okay. All I don't right. know about deep. As you're saying, because I think that the, think the so. top of the, I think it's it's deeper than it was a year ago. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's a, there's a there's a huge difference to me from the guys up at the top, and then some of these guys that we're talking about. But uh, if you could get a couple of these guys that are lower down, I think that's got some value over taking somebody like Freeman in the first round, or something like that. So. Uh, I would rather have two or three top three tier pitchers 
and a yeah. tier four first baseman than have a tier one first baseman and have to drop down to getting two or three literal tier three pitchers versus getting a tier one, a tier two, and a tier three guy. I think and, you can wait on first agree. base and still get your value, whereas some other positions, catcher would be like this too. It's more important to get the top tier catcher than it is to get the top tier first baseman, um, just as far as value within the position goes. Um, I Man, I don't know. I I think first base is a solid 12-guy deep position right now. Um, and in a 10, 10 man league, like we're in, even in a 12 man league, you know, I mean, that's one for every team, um, or someone drafts two ahead of that. I mean, I don't know to me, that's solid. I, I like, I like the position this year, definitely better than I liked it last year. Um, definitely. Cause it yeah. fell way off after the first, maybe five guys. Yeah. Last year. And it's better this year. And so, uh, I don't know, you know, so deep is not a word I would use, but uh, definitely better. And so uh, if you uh, pass, as you're suggesting, you know, first maybe one or two rounds and um, get some of these guys. Christian Walker is a definite guy I would target later on. If you can get him, your 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 first base is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think guys like Walker, Steer, Pasquantino are all yeah, guys that I would Steer, be happy with. You're happy, yeah. If you get, uh, you know, if you get Reese Hoskins, yeah, I think you're right. happy, right? And um, yeah. Spencer Torkelson, you can get him. Maybe not if you're on Fantasy Pros because they got him ranked at 11. That's <laughs> yeah. a little, little, little up there cool. for me. So, uh, but on ESPN, he's 17th. So there's some, uh, there's some value here if I he's are still around at the 17th best first baseman. I think he's going to be better than that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next week, Super Bowl Sunday, we will not have a show. Um, I will be yeah, belly deep we'll in some chicken wings. I'd rather watch the Super Bowl than this show, but uh, it's begrudgingly. Yeah. I'll be eating. I'll be having my face stuffed. I won't be able to talk. So um, okay. for me, the, the Super Bowl is about food, not about the Yeah, I got wings just from home. My wife what, bought what some flavor? wings. Uh, we've got multiple flavors that we can stir them in. Uh, so we've okay. got the Parmesan garlic, the regular just buffalo sauce. Um, the Asian Zing from Buffalo Wild Wings. We got we got some options. Okay, so you got some uh, lemon pepper over there. We don't have any lemon pepper. Oh, come no. on, Vince. Come on. <laughs> but hey, you can get a lemon pepper beef stick from Righteous Felon at Righteous Felon. Which I have done, by the way, and it's yeah. very good. I can yeah, speak so from there. experience. Very um, good. All right, so no no show next week. We'll be back the following week, um, and we'll look at second baseman uh, rankings, and we'll catch up on the latest news. Plan to have a so guest that week as well. Much more to discuss two weeks from today, you would think. You would think so for sure. I would think that we're getting closer to a Bellinger signing um, as we get in two weeks from now as well. Um, all right, so let's see here. SeatGeek.com, use the code Belly Up Sports for twenty dollars off. RighteousFelon.com, use the code Stow fifteen for fifteen percent off. BellyUpFantasySports.com, that's where you find Kevin Wilson's articles. Kevin, uh, what have you dropped recently, and what's coming next? Well, what uh, I've dropped recently was, uh, you know, last week, as you said, we talked about catchers. And so I, I put some uh, together, some uh, catching risers. So you can find that right now on uh, on the Belly Up uh, Fantasy website. We're talking about first baseman. They will, there will is an article that's pretty much ready to proceed as we speak. And that's going to have first base uh, values, which uh, you can be pretty sure 
there are players that we've just talked about on that list. So they're going to be on there. And uh, yesterday I joined the no credentials required uh, group because we were talking about the uh, Seattle Seahawks new head coach. And um, so I did that. So all those are available. Uh, I guess the uh, no credentials required would probably be on the regular side. Yeah. And uh, so you can go over there and, and or go to uh, wherever you get or your podcast. Podcast, yep. And, to check that out so um i'm out there so just get yep. out and, see, and uh, on twitter or x or whatever we're doing kevin 62 w-i-l-s-e-a so uh you can always shoot me a message over there you could say hey you know what's your problem why you have this guy ranked the way you do that's fine i'm willing to take on all comers uh you can find me on social media at sports stove uh, I got two more shows coming up this week. Monday night, that's tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be talking with Josiah Ezrim, uh, who played in the East West Shrine game. Um, he's an EKU football player and hoping to be drafted this year. So we'll talk with him about the East West Shrine game and his experience with that. And we plan to have other guests, but they've not been confirmed yet. So we'll hold off on announcing that. Uh, Wednesday night, me and dad will be back. We'll be talking Super Bowl, uh, previewing the Super Bowl, getting that all ready. And then uh, we will premiere. Uh, the NASCAR segment on my Wednesday night show towards the end of the program. Chris Prince from Belly Up Sports is going to be joining me to recap the clash at the Coliseum and uh, look ahead to the season ahead as well. I uh, hosted the Belly Up uh, NASCAR Super Show on Saturday. It's available on YouTube as well as the Belly Up and Friends podcast um, that you can look up wherever you get your podcast. And of course, this show, if you missed any part of it, you can always go back and watch it on YouTube yeah. or wherever you get your podcast under the sports stove podcast, you can find it there as well. And I'll tell you what, Kevin, uh, it's been, it's been great. Our downloads and viewership has been up already this year. I'm excited for people tuning in and watching um, and uh, commenting. We had uh, several comments tonight. So thank you for jumping in Absolutely. and being a part of the we show. Appreciate as well. Everybody that uh, takes time out of their schedule to watch us. We appreciate Indeed. it. And people that read my stuff, and even though some people comment with some rather unflattering <laughs> statements, but uh, on Reddit especially, but uh, I, 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 the article that I put out last week when I last checked had 9.7 thousand views. Nice. So it is doing some, we're, we're, we're turning over some new leaves over there. And so I just want to say, hey, when you're on your dad, ask him, hey, Steer, are you going to draft him? See what he's <laughs> thinking about with that. Ah, he will. He'll lie. We know he will. He'll, um, yeah, he'll he'll be left <laughs> <forthcoming>. <laughs> All right, friends. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in again. We That's won't right. have a show next Sunday, but we will be back in two weeks to talk about um, second baseman rankings and Major League Baseball news. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the That's Sports Show right. Fantasy Baseball Show. He's Kevin Wilson. I'm Ben Stover. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. <laughs>